Step 9. Amends. Week 1, Day 3. Why We Make Amends. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me follow Christ when it is difficult, so that I can fully know your joy. The Father's path is good even when it leads us to places we do not want to go. We can only walk His path by trusting His perfect nature and by relying upon God's strength. God sometimes removes obstacles from our path to freedom, but often He carries us through the difficulties. Christ understood this as He faced suffering the consequences of our sin, separation from the Father through death on a cross. Jesus did not want to face this suffering. Even though He trusted His Father's will, He asked for a different way. In Luke 22, verse 41 to 42, it says, Jesus knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. But there was no other path. So the Son trusted the Father through hardship, knowing that joy would be his reward. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3 says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Jesus' path of peace took him through hardship. To honor the Father's love for us, Jesus humbly became the substitute for our sin. As a result, Jesus was raised from the dead, defeating death and making possible an intimate relationship with God. Jesus obeyed because of his love for his Father, who wanted to offer peace and reconciliation to us. Making amends is a way to glorify God and love others with the love we have received through Christ. God is kind, merciful, and gracious, but he is also a God of justice. Making amends for our wrongs values truth, heals sinful damage inflicted on others, and rebuilds trust. It clears the way to mercy, forgiveness, and grace. If Christ was willing to obey his Father by unjustly suffering hardship to make a way for peace, then we also should be willing to pursue peace, even if we must experience the consequences of our sin. When we obey God to make amends, embracing justice and kindness, a way for peace is opened and God is glorified. Micah 6 verse 8 says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 1. How have you avoided making amends with others? What were some of your reasons? Question 2. If forgiveness was certain, and if there would be no negative consequences for making the amends, is there still anyone with whom you would be unwilling to make amends? Please explain. Obeying God to make amends can result in many benefits. Yesterday, you learned that dealing with your sin in a conflict first helps you to see the sins against you clearly, through God's grace rather than through your hurt. It also frees you from endless efforts to manage sin's consequences. Making amends can also reveal sin lingering in your heart. Recognizing sin is essential when your desire is a pure heart. God wants you to obey Him, 
but he is also concerned about why you obey him. Your motives reveal what your heart values. This does not mean you should always wait for pure motives before obeying God. But making amends does provide an opportunity to examine your motives. The following are some poor motives for amends. Contrast the list with the following verses to learn how God wants you to approach amends. Poor motives for amends. To draw out an amends from another person. The purpose of making amends is to clean up your own side of a relationship. Your amends should make no excuse for your sin, even if your sin was in response to your victim's sin, and carry no expectation of receiving anything in return from the one to whom you are making amends. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 14 says, Let all that you do be done in love. To restore your image, making amends might restore your reputation, or it might not. Either way, it is an act of humility to love the victim and to exalt Christ, not yourself. Biblical amends is to reflect the image of Christ to someone hurt by your sin. Philippians 2 verse 3 to 4 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. To make someone like you. Biblical amends is an act of love to honor Christ, not an attempt to change someone's feelings for you. It carries no expectations from the victim. A loving amends may even push a rebellious person to hate you more. To be heard. Amends is not a means to express your own hurt to someone. Amends addresses the hurt you have caused. You will lovingly address sins against you during reconciliation in Step 12. To wound someone. Amends are movements of peace toward those you have hurt, even enemies. Vengeance belongs to God. If your motive is to cause pain, revisit forgiveness, step 8. Romans 12 verse 19 to 20 says, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. To punish yourself for sin. To pay for your sin's damage may be costly, but amends and punishment are not the same things. Remember, Christ already received the punishment for your sin. You do not need to punish yourself. We live in forgiveness, debt-free, with God and ourselves. Colossians 2 verse 13 to 15 says, God made us alive together with Christ, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Answer this question. Question 3. When have you had a bad motive when apologizing or making amends? Give an example. Obedience is a decision to follow God's will because you trust Him. His commands are for His glory, but also for your blessing. God wants you to know and delight in His goodness, which is most visible in times of dependence on Him. When you humbly trust, obey, and rely upon God, He grows your faith and reveals His power through the love of Christ. That kind of love is powerful and able to change lives. A decision to obey God by making amends, therefore, is also a decision to trust God's goodness 
and pursue His blessings. Even if God leads you through hardship, God can carry you through any outcome. God promised fullness of joy and blessing to followers who are willing to place His will and His love for others above their own lives. This eternal joy does not depend upon circumstances and is experienced when God's glory is our goal. Followers of Christ willing to trust and obey God will know His goodness, healing, and saving power through any circumstance. In John 15, verse 8 to 12, Jesus said to His disciples, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Answer this question. Question 4. What difficulties or obstacles do you fear if you make amends with those you have hurt? The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, make my joy full as I follow Christ to glorify you and love others. Now it's time to take action. Write down Romans 12, verse 17 to 18, the Step 9 memory verse, and read it three times aloud. <laughs>